You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. And today we finally get to talk about baseball. Instead of previewing or what COVID tests are, I finally get to talk baseball with you guys and I'm super excited. I am your host for the show, Lucas Smith, at LJ Fastball on Twitter. The show's Twitter is up and running at LO underscore Cardinals. Go ahead and give that a follow. Uh, but the Cardinals returned to play after 17 days of no baseball. That's been well documented. If you've been listening to the show, you know I've been talking about that a lot. And to be honest with you guys, I'm just excited to talk actual baseball, break down game by game what happened, and just kind of give my thoughts on the general outcome of the game. So I'm going to do that today as well as preview the Chicago Cubs series. The Cardinals will go ahead and uh, go from the south side up to the north side this week to play five games in three days. Not a lot out there right now in terms of probables for Chicago, um, but I, I will still be able to break that series down pretty good and preview that one. But before we talk about the, the North Siders, let's talk about the South Siders, or at least the series against the South Siders. Um, 17 days, no baseball, and then the St. Louis Cardinals come out and take two out of three against a very lethal offense. I mean, I was very impressed games one and two with the way the Cardinal pitching staff was able to shut down the White Sox hitters. They, they just looked off balance. They looked not ready. They looked they just looked off the whole game. Um in the whole series, except for one inning against Royal Ramirez, they really lit it up. But everything the Cardinals could be great at this season, or really you know, this team could be great at, was on display over the weekend. You had pitching, you had good starts by Wainwright and Woodford. You had the bullpen just be absolutely outstanding with great moments from Gallegos, Gant, Reyes, um, and uh, Elledge as well, going on and so forth. Um, the offense was kind of lackadaisical in Game 3, except for a couple moments here and there. Game 1, they got a couple of breaks that kind of you know helped them out a little bit, a couple infield uh, seeing-eye singles and things like that. I was mostly impressed Game 2. They hit the ball hard a lot. Goldschmidt, O'Neal able to hit uh, a home run each. O'Neal also had a double. But the offense overall, I think, was impressive over the weekend. And Edmund making a couple of nice plays on defense. And Carlson, a nice play as well. The only error, I think, I'll go through game by game, but the only error I think the Cardinals made they made two errors. Carpenter made an error, and then Kisner had an error on a catcher's interference. So first game back, not a lot of rust. We also saw seven debuts this weekend. Seven. Seven Cardinal debuts. Carlson, Dylan Carlson, obviously was the headliner. Uh, top prospect for the Cardinals system, 18th overall in baseball. Arm Layton and I talked about him on Thursday's show. He was 2 out of 10, so the results really weren't there, but I thought he just had really good swings. He, he, they talked about it on the broadcast, and you could really see it. He, he keeps the barrel in the zone for so long that that's going to allow him to barrel some balls up, and he really did. And he was able to play good defense, too. We also saw a lot of arms debut, Woodford, Elledge, etc., etc., excuse me. I'll get into those as we go game by game here. My biggest complaint, really, was, was the base running, and that, that, that's something that the Cardinals have struggled with, I think, in, in years past. Fowler made a mistake in game one, getting thrown out. Nagowski yesterday getting thrown out. But 
Um, overall, I'm, I'm very happy with what I saw this weekend from St. Louis. The future is very bright. I thought Kisner did an excellent job this weekend. Edmund uh, made some slick defensive plays. Carlson's very bright. So I love what I'm seeing from the young studs of St. Louis. So with that said, let's go ahead and break down game by game. We're going to start off with game number one. And really, I don't think we saw vintage Wayno of the 39 year I don't think we saw what his best is, but... He really gutted through that that start. I, uh, I tweeted out in the middle of the game that I didn't know if Schultz was going to let him go the fifth inning to get qualified for that win. He had 55 pitches. He didn't know what he was going to be like first start back. But Schultz trusted his man, and Wainwright really did a, a fabulous job navigating through that White Sox lineup. And I predicted that he would be rusty and, and, and lose, and I was wrong. I'll take that one. Didn't doubt, didn't doubt Wainwright. Don't doubt Wainwright, rather. I did. We probably shouldn't. Uh, he got in and out of jams. He did walk three. Only gave up two hits, though. Uh, one earned run on a uh, on an RBI ground out by Yohan Moncada in the third inning of that game. Um, cut them off balance. Um, but before he even threw a pitch, the offense against Lucas Gigolito scored four runs. Um, you know, Say what you will about getting breaks. Uh, a couple infield hits here and there. Hit by pitch to score one on the Carpenter. Hit by pitch. Um, but Fowler had a two RBI base hit. Kisner had a base hit as well. I think that, you know, offense, you're, you're going to get breaks here and there, and the Cardinals were able to capitalize on it and get, get four runs across the board. It was this inning that Fowler made the base running mistake, rounding third on a Kisner, in, or excuse me, on a Bader infield single. Um, Fowler thought he could score. He was out by 10 feet. I thought it was a bit too aggressive in the first inning, already up by four with top of the order coming up. I would have liked to see him stay put and have Wong get another at-bat. But, you know, don't want to be too too cynical or anything. Uh, Carlson, he was the debut in this game. He, he looked good, no results, but he made a nice diving catch or sliding catch um, on a 106 mile an hour line drive. Um, but Kisner, I was vying for him to be in the starting being in the starting spot. I didn't think he would be, but he got two to three starts this weekend and produced. He was two for three uh, with a double and an RBI in the first game, and that double was 109 and a half miles per hour off the bat. And then after Wainwright went five innings and really shut down the White Sox offense, it was up to the bullpen, and the bullpen did a fabulous job. Gallegos and Gant each going an inning, um, and there was really no rust for either one of them. We hadn't seen Gallegos yet. Gant had been a while since he had thrown as well, and um, we really, I was happy with what I saw. Gallegos was able to get through an inning, struck out the side, looked filthy. Gant gave up one hit but still had two punch outs. And uh, sealed the deal, and it was a no, a no doubt win after that first inning. He had four runs. You, had, were, you were confident in what Winner was going to do after uh, first couple innings. He showed you he, would, he could navigate in and out of trouble. And it was a five to one St. Louis win, and that brought St. Louis up to a excuse me a three and three record overall. And then game two, he didn't know who was going to start when he was going to be a bullpen game, and it was a game of debuts beyond just the starting pitcher. Um, Jake Woodford made his MLB debut. Max Schrock made his MLB debut. And uh, Brad Miller made his St. Louis Cardinal debut. And uh, all three really uh, impressed overall. And I'm going I'm to start with Jake Woodford. He had six ground outs, which is really good to see. Three Ks and three innings. The only hit he gave up was the home run to Luis Robert. A great piece of hitting by Ro- or excuse me, Luis Robert. A uh, great piece of hitting by Luis Robert to go the other way. Um, Schrock was two for three with, with a couple of base knocks for him. Miller had a hit and an RBI. What impressed me about the Cardinals' offense in this game was the ability to bounce back. Uh, Woodford gives up the home run in the third to Ro- to Robert, and then in the very next inning, first batter, Goldschmidt, boom. Homer uh, dropped a bat head down on inside fastball, hit it out. And then next, 
Next inning, Genesis Cabrera gives up a two-run shot to Eloy Jimenez in the fourth. And then in, in the fifth, uh, Cardinals are able to come back, get a run, and then O'Neill with the uh, exclamation point homer uh, in the fifth two-run shot. That was after a Goldschmidt base hit up the middle. That really kind of cha- changed the uh, complexion of the game. What also changed the complexion of the game was in the sixth inning. Jose Abreu was up as the go-ahead run. He was up with a man on first. That was Moncada, and he was behind 3-0. and And then he swung at a 3-0 changeup and tapped back to the pitcher for the out. I thought that that was just kind of an indication of what the White Sox, White Sox offense was going to do. And it was just kind of like giving that at bat away. Bad baseball, I thought. But the headliner in this game was, or at least the uh, the showstopper in this game was Alex Reyes. He won an inning, struck out three. He was just absolutely filthy. First strikeout was on a hundred mile an hour, right down the pipe. Then ninety eight backwards K, ninety eight swinging a miss. He was filthy. Looked like he was free and easy. Loved what I saw from Alex Reyes. Tyler Webb was able to come in for a scoreless inning. Andrew Miller was shaky, but he got it done. Um, but I just love what I saw from Woodford. Cabrera gave up a home run. But anyways, Reyes, Webb, Miller. Cardinal bullpen really got it done in Game 2. Cardinals were looking for a sweep in Game 3. And when Dakota Hudson was on the hill, you had to wonder what his stuff was going to be like following a three-week hiatus plus a struggle start in the first in his first time out. And I will talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about a great opportunity that you guys have to help out your Special Olympics Missouri program and be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. You can buy your raffle tickets online through October 1st, and it's easy. You can go to somo.org raffle, click the green button to buy truck tickets generically. 20 bucks for five tickets, you get one free. Connect Somo athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum online purchase. And you do not need to live in Missouri to win. So if you're out of state, you can enter this as well. October 31st is your last date to enter for the truck. But don't wait till then because there are other awesome prizes along the way. Two trip prizes will be awarded during the raffle period to Branson and Las Vegas. You get one entry for those for every $40 of tickets purchased on the truck raffle. And you can win both of those. You do not. You are not disqualified if you win once. You can win a trip and a truck. You can go ahead to somo.org slash raffle, S-O-M-O dot org slash raffle. Click the green button to buy truck tickets generically. 20 bucks for five tickets, one free for being awesome. A chance to win a brand new 2020 GMC truck and more. So head online now. It is a great, great organization. Go ahead and support Special Olympics Missouri. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And in the box, you can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Again, that's locked on. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com
Game three for St. Louis sent Dakota Hudson to the mound. And really, I think the Cardinals as a whole just got set back down to earth a little bit. There were um, a lot of debuts, some good, some not so good that I'll get into. Um, but Dakota Hudson got the ball, and he, he really struggled early. Uh, 23 pitches, gave up gave up two hits, walked one. Uh, stolen base, really slow to the plate. Really didn't look like he had much control. Only, Like I said, only 13 for strikes in the first inning. But after that, uh, he retired the last 10 men he faced, and his final line was four innings. Uh, two hits, a, a run, it was earned, a walk, and three punch outs. 55 pitchers, 0-2 record. Um, so he really settled down. Props to him. Um, I think there are some doubts as to whether he could compete. What complete? Excuse me. Uh, replicate what he did last season, uh, 16 win campaign, um, especially with the start against Pittsburgh. But his four innings against the Chicago White, White Sox offense was really good. And I'm sure White Sox fans were wondering where the the big boom was coming. And that that big boom came in the fifth inning uh, when Wawel Ramirez made his debut. First batter, he gets a. Uh, Excuse me, first batter, he strikes out Luis Robert and then gives up a hit to Mazzara, a hit to Mendick, walks Anderson. Uh, Mendick was thrown out, thrown, stealing, and I'll talk about Kisner in a moment. And then Mokata hit an absolute towering shot, and he thought, all right, well, Cardinals are down 4 nothing. can't get much worse than this. Uh, Grandal takes the ball, you're still, you know, uh, unra- unraveling from the first home run, and then boom, Grandal hits his first home run as a wide sock. All right, two in a row, not great, but let- let's get this one out. And then Abreu on the first pitch, ambush. Boom, home run down the left field line. And then if you thought it couldn't get any worse, it did because Eloy Jimenez hit a hit a solo blast as well. Four home runs in a row for Chicago White Sox. Not the greatest debut for Rolo Ramirez. First man to do that, uh, give up four consecutive home runs in a debut. Uh, Seth Elledge came in, though, and did an excellent job. Struck out Edwin Encarnacion to end the fifth um, and then proceeded to not give up a hit. And his final line was two and a third innings. And punched out five. He looked really, really good. I loved what I saw from Elledge today. He just electric stuff. Before I move on to the rest of the pitching, though, talk about Kisner in the fifth. He blocked a lot of balls that saved a couple runs. Threw a guy out in the fifth, as I said. He also threw out Larice Robert the very next inning in the sixth. So people wondering, eh, well, what's the catching position going to be like after Molina leaves? I have every bit of faith in Mr. Andrew Kisner. I uh, thought he looked really good behind the plate. Um, and just really good at the plate as well. Um, he had one hard-hit ball, according to the baseball savant, in the 5-1 to one win uh, in Game 1. And then in Game 3 yesterday, he had two hard-hit balls. and you know, Nothing to show for it, but I love what I saw from Andrew Kisner. Uh, but after Sam Ellis came in, Rob Kaminsky uh, made his Major League debut with a scoreless 8th with a punch-out. Um, but really, the story of this game was just the offense coming back down to earth. Uh, Dallas Keiko got the start. His final line, five and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, two walks, one punch out. That's good to see. Um, I was tweeting a lot about exit velocity, and somebody commented that uh, exit velocity doesn't mean a whole lot, but it means that you're barreling the ball up. Uh, Cardinals had a lot of hard-hit balls today, two for Carlson and Kisner, one for Fowler. Nagowski had one, Goldie and Edmund each with a hard-hit ball. So they just got unlucky, hit a lot of balls right at people, especially Fowler hit one right at the right fielder. So I mean, Keiko, you know, to Keiko's credit, he he pitched well. kept the Cardinals off balance enough. Um, they were only able to get to him in the in the last inning that he worked in the sixth. Carpenter with a two base hit. But other than that, the offense really was quiet. There were uh, no extra base hits in this game for St. Louis, which you don't like to see. Um, they, uh, but the other debut I want to mention is John Nagowski. He had a hit in his debut, so that, that you like to see that. 
Uh, I thought that the Cardinals would get more after the bullpen came in, but it was just too little too late in terms of trying to chip-chip away. So all in all, not a terrible series whatsoever for St. Louis. Obviously, there are certain things to work on, a couple base running mistakes, and uh, the offense, I was really impressed by the offense. I was pleasantly surprised that the offense was as consistent as it was against uh, the White Sox this weekend, and we'll, hopefully that will carry over against the uh, Northsiders, Chicago Cubs. However, that's going to be a little bit difficult in Game 1 as I preview uh, this series. Game 1 uh, tomorrow, it's a 4:15 start. And Cardinals have elected to go with uh, K.K. Kim. His only appearance was at one inning, gave up a run against Pittsburgh on opening night, opening day rather. And the Cardinals have to face Kyle Hendricks, 3-1 with a 3.08 ERA. What's interesting here is that individual at-bats against Hendricks, Bader is 3-for-10 with an RBI. Edmund is 1-for, excuse me, 2-for-6. Uh, Goldschmidt is hitting 304 with 23 and 23 at bats. O'Neill's one for three. Wong is hitting 333 and 27 at bats. So you think not terrible numbers, but Hendricks in his career against St. Louis is eight and two with a 293 ERA and 113 innings. He's only walked 21 men, struck out 87, 37 earned runs, a 1.10 whip. So that, that'll be a, a tough customer. I th- I'm really excited to see what Kim can do. Um, What's kind of a, a bad news for St. Louis, though, is that the Cubs come in on a three-game losing streak, and I just you just know that Chicago's going to want to break that streak against St. Louis. Um, so, you know, and it'll be a lot of baseball coming up at, at Wrigley. They have five games, and because of the way that the COVID-19 virus hit the Cardinals and the timing and everything, the Cardinals will not play the Cubs at Bush Stadium this year. All ten will be at uh, really feel, but the Cardinals are home team for Game Two tomorrow. That was supposed to be a Tyler Chatwood start for Chicago. He's now in the IL. Cardinals are doing a bullpen start again. Um, interesting to see who gets who gets the ball there. And then on Tuesday, on the 18th, the Cardinals just play one game, just one regular old nine inning game against the Cubbies. 7:15 first pitch. Ponce de Leon gets start. Um, really excited for him. Um, and his only start of the year, he struck out eight batters over three and two-thirds against the Twins. I'm excited to see what he does against Chicago. And then Jack Flaherty finally comes back on Wednesday. His first start in three and a half weeks on Wednesday in the game one of a doubleheader. Uh, his opponent, uh, as of now, Cardinals will be a visiting team for this one. has not been announced yet. And then game two, no starters announced for either team at this time on Wednesday. Cardinals are home team for game two of each of the doubleheaders against the Chicago Cubs. So the Cubs come in on a bit of a skid, three-game losing skid. So I think that'll be interesting to see how the Cubs play with some little oomph on their shoulders in terms of wanting to beat St. Louis. But all in all, you know, we, we can break everything down. We can talk about the inconsistent offense, whatever. I'm just happy St. Louis is back on the baseball field. Obviously, there are things you'd be frustrated with. Umpire strike zone wasn't great over the weekend. But like I said, at the end of the day, we finally have... Cardinal baseball back, and that is something to be just absolutely thrilled about for whoever you are. I'm, I'm pumped about it. I hope you guys are too. Um, I will be back tomorrow to break down the Chicago Cubs game, uh, the doubleheader rather, with with Kim and Hendricks going game one, then bull came, bullpen game in game two. I'm um, working at the station today, radio station that I work at, so I won't be able to live tweet it as often, but I will for sure be watching the highlights, and I'll be set setting it to record so I can watch in-depth as well. That is all I got for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune back tomorrow for a breakdown of the games.
today. Hopefully, I can talk about two more Cardinal wins on the north side. Email lockedoncards at gmail.com with any questions that you want me to talk about on the show. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. A lot of baseball coming up, so stay tuned to the show. Subscribe, like, follow, rate, whatever you got to do. Stay tuned for more Cardinal Talk on Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay well, have a great day. Thank you.